This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. My guest today is writer, podcaster, and comedian, huge basketball fan, Hayes Davenport. You're getting bucket buckets in and out. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm getting it a little bit shorter every episode. Are you actually? Yeah, or are you trim, just I'm saying trimming that? frames. You are actually trimming, trimming it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I hope you appreciated it. Short and sweet. Hayes, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You did ask me how I wanted to be introduced, yep. and you offered comedian, and I said, no, no. I don't really consider myself <laughs> yeah. a comedian, uh-uh. and you said it, and you really I leaned l- into yeah, it. Yeah, I too. yelled it loud, louder yeah. than the other stuff. The problem is, if I don't say comedian, people like writer, podcaster means you're a serious dude. But I, I am. People, I, I can be. Yeah, but you, you're not necessarily a serious dude as I know you. You're a funny guy. But you I don't want to say people writer. tune out of this episode because yeah. they want... They think you're an NPR Yucks. reporter. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what are you working on in general? What do people know you from? Like, Boy. If, if What's your claim to fame if you have one? I guess it's all these freaking podcasts. <laughs> I do one called Hollywood Handbook with Sean Clements, and we have a pro version, a bonus one of that as well. I do one about LA called LA Podcast, like LA News and stuff. Uh, with two co-hosts, Scott Frazier and Alyssa Walker. And now, uh, Sean and I and Carl Tart yeah. do one about the NBA. That's right. Called The Flagrant Ones. And I was on that podcast. You were on it. And That's it's, a- it's Patreon only. That was so a don't very- even click over there unless you're prepared to <laughs> Literally take your big card bucks. out now. Yes. Because I don't want you there and hemming and Don't high. even Google it. <laughs> uh, I think uh, much like your podcast prowess, it's, it's, it's LA podcast, which is more serious. It's flagrant ones, which is basketball. It's Hollywood handbook, which is satire. You're also like a fan of multiple teams. Have you noticed the correlation between those two things? You like to have your hands it, it in a lot of It layers on there exactly. I would say Hollywood Handbook is my Celtics fandom yep. that I've been doing OG. the longest and yeah. people mostly know me for. Oh, I should also say that I uh, was a basketball blogger. Oh, I didn't even know ESPN that. For, I was in the True Hoop family. Wow. Um, a, a blog called Celtics Hub. Wow. And I replaced Zach Lowe. Did in that you? position. Whatever yes. happened to Zach after that? The Celtics hub. That's the thing. He <laughs> took a bet on himself and lost. <laughs> Which you have to respect. Oh, yeah. I mean. He's the Nerland's Noel of basketball. But just stay at Celtics hub, dude. <laughs> stay in your lane. Yes. Uh, and then what are, what are the other fandoms? Uh, then when I moved out to LA in 2009, I sort of adopted the Clippers. So uh, maybe that's your LA podcast. Yep, it is. Yeah. Uh, and now the new one, the flagrant ones, is my Charlotte Hornets fandom. Of course. Uh, because we assigned ourselves, yeah. uh, assigned each other new favorite teams at the beginning of the podcast. Buzz mine, City. Mine Buzz is City, the baby. Charlotte Hornets, hashtag Buzz City. <laughs> Carl's is the Orlando Magic, hashtag Pure Magic, and Sean's is the Dallas Mavericks, and their hashtag is hashtag MFFL. Mavs fan for Ma- life. Mavs fan for life, but we're working on a new hashtag because that it's one is hard. so bad. It's a, cl- it's a clunky, cumbersome hashtag. He's very jealous of Carl being able to just say like hashtag Pure Magic. I mean, yeah, that Pure owns, Magic. That yeah, rules. That's a good one. Uh, and Sean has hashtag MFFL. It's, the weirdest thing about the Hornets is that the Hornets became the Pelicans and then the Bobcats became the Hornets. Yeah. So, and so, well, so that's it's a this great... weird mind fuck where like the team you rooted for growing up, if you were a Hornets fan growing up, 
is now the Pelicans. They just did the uh, Hornets' 30th anniversary team, <laughs> yeah. where they picked like the best players from right. the, the the history of the franchise. And yeah. so it's like, okay, which ones are you allowed <laughs> to pick from? But they decided <laughs> that any Bobcats player is eligible. Uh, and any pre-move Hornets player. So, like, Muggsy Bogues and Al Jefferson both get to be on the 30th anniversary Which is true, because it's not that franchise. The franchise, none of the humans are there. No. It's like like one of those weird paradoxes where it's like, if my brain was in your body, who would that person be? Right. But Chris (laughs) Paul, I think he ended up on, because he was in Charlotte. He was like a New Orleans Hornet. But he was drafted by... I thought he was drafted. Who was no, it? I think you might be New right. New Orleans. They no? moved. Yes, New Orleans. That you're right. <laughs> it's a they, weird. Hit, they moved in like 2003. Oh. Yeah, who cares? This was before I really started getting into <laughs> yeah, this. This is before you My were a team city. is the 1819 Hornets. <laughs> Got it. Uh, all right. So I wanted to warm us up, even though we're already talking about basketball. Okay. Warm us up with some uh, brain games, some memory style yeah. Celtics trivia. I told you I was very nervous about this. Uh, I know. Because I want to do a good job. I don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. And this one is, this one's difficult, but maybe you oh, can, God. maybe you can figure it out because it's a little esoteric. I found a list of the top 10 free throw percentage shooters in Celtics history. Okay. These are the players who shot the best in a Celtics jersey. Okay. It's not their career who played for a few games on the Celtics. I'm okay. saying who drained the most uh, highest percentage of free throws as a Celtic. I'll give you a hint. There's What's only... the qualifying number of shots? Uh, qual- <laughs> These people were around for a while, so I assume it's okay. like 100 free okay. throws. Okay, uh, Top 10. Th- there's only one player in the 90s. Sorry, in there... the in the 90% or above. Everyone really? is Everyone is in the high 80s. So... Well, Allen. Ray Allen, number one, 91.4%. He's the only player who shot more than 90% wow. from what? the line as a Celtic. Tell me what the number 10% is. 84.1. Okay. Pierce. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> Paul Pierce is not on this list. Not on the list. Yeah. I, I assume he would be in the mid-80s, That's but I what I not. thought, too. I would have said, like, 85, 86. There's some great names on this list. Uh, Eric Williams was a good free throw shooter. Is he on there? He is not on this list. And this is all time? Mm-hmm. Bird. Larry Bird, number four, 88.6% as okay. a Celtic. Okay. Uh, Ky- got- Kyrie? Kyrie, number five. Great okay. job. 88.4%. So you got number one, number four, number five. Number two is a funny one. It's a player who you wouldn't necessarily think of, but a great white Celtic shooter from like the mid-2000s. Uh, number three wait, is wait, 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 a wait, recent wait. player. Mid-2000s. Rafe LaFrance? Mm, good guess, but no. <laughs> and there's some other players too. So if you if you get another one that comes to mind. Only one of these players I had not heard of. A white Celtic. Oh, oh, Zerbiak. Mm. Yes. That's correct. Is that the guy you were 80, talking about? Yeah, 89.8%. Okay. Second best free throw shooter in Celtics history, Wally wow. Zerbiak. Uh, okay. And so we have one, two, four, four and five. And five. Yep. Give me some hints for three. Three is the maybe the shortest player in Celtics history. Shortest player. Oh, Isaiah Thomas. That's right. Isaiah Thomas, 88.9%. Wow, that's high. Okay, yeah. cool. Great so a lot of shooter. recent guys uh, yeah. high on the list here. Yeah, I thought it would be like a weird esoteric list of like Havlicek and players I had not really heard of. But, uh, but those players guys, were yeah. bad at basketball. They that's sucked what it was. At yeah. <laughs> shooting the ball like and getting it in the basket. <laughs> a lot of one-handed set shots when you were playing in the 50s and 40s. Everyone thinks like, oh, back then, like they would just like drain jumpers or whatever. But no. No, they just sucked at everything. 
Bill Sharman is someone who I wouldn't expect you to get. He's number six. So then we're down to the last four, seven through ten. Ten is really funny. Ten is like one of like a uh, uh, player. Who, Ricky Davis. <laughs> kind of like Ricky okay, Davis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Davis S. Okay. Ricky Davis is a great hint to who this player is. Okay. What era? Uh, like late 2000s before like uh, KG came along. Like the, the, bad, Got it. the bad Celtics headband. Uh, seemed to always have herpes on his lips or something like oh, that. Oh, Delonte or, West. Yeah. <laughs> Delonte West. That poor best. guy. I can't even what like, was look that? him was that up a birthmark? now. Because, no, I think it was like a permanent <laughs> sore or something. Because it did seem to kind of move around. Uh, he was so funny and so like cool, but in a way that you look back at his like current, I think he has like serious problems with mental yeah. illness. And you look back and you're like, oh, I guess all the stuff that I thought was so funny back yeah. then was him kind of like starting to lose the thread. <laughs> he's kind of reminds me of like uh, uh, Derek Rose where they played really hard, but they had a sadness behind their eyes right now. Yes, totally. A post-injury Derek Rose. I totally I get say. that with Rose and like Kawhi where you're like, hey, yeah. are you having aren't fun? you excited about how good you are? <laughs> Yeah, like, why are you so good, but you're not having a lot of fun? Delonte, of course, uh, had sex with LeBron's mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think the person who came up with that rumor was just like, if we go, if we say it's (laughs) Delonte, it'll be so crazy that it, like, could be true. And now, was he on the Cavs after or before that? Like, did the Celtics trade him to Cleveland? I believe it was while he was in Cleveland that he, that's how he met LeBron's mom. mom, Yes. Gloria. Yes. (laughs) Queen James, of course. And then and they I think, shipped him to to Boston. And there was another rumor about was it someone else in LeBron's wife or was it also Delante? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, we have seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. okay. Good memory. Seven, eight, and nine left. Uh, seven is a a famous fifty point game. That's like oh that guy scored fifty. Um, was a very short. NBA Jam level era three point shooter, a lot of corner threes. Um, Bruce Bowen, close, it, the <laughs> very close. He was uh, there for a minute. Yeah, um, got uh, um, he. Uh, I will say this is not my era. I sort of picked it up uh, with Pierce, so like ninety eight. Got it. So this was right before that. I think Dana Barros was eighty six point eight percent. Ah, somebody named Larry Siegfried. That's don't the one know, I didn't know him. Don't, don't know that know one. Him. 85%, uh, which back then was probably leading the oh league. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, 85%. I would come on down to the Boston Garden just to see this guy <laughs> shoot. <laughs> Eight and a half out of 10. Step right up. And then lastly, the man himself, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Oh, of course. Number eight on okay. the list. Yeah. So that's a pretty solid list between Ray. It goes from yeah. Ray Allen to Delonte West. That Delonte being on there is <laughs> so funny. Well, I think he did great. That was a solid showing. Thank you. Don't you don't have, you have nothing to worry about? Okay, you're overqualified. Going forward, all right, yeah, yeah. good. So you were talking about how you picked it up during the '96, '97, '98 ish Paul Pierce yeah. range. Yeah. So I was born in, in uh, like the Boston area and grew up there. Then we moved to Texas uh, when I was in third grade. Oh, interesting. And that time, this was like '94, <laughs> '95. So it was like Rockets mania. Oh, uh, yeah. And we had like an Awajawan, Rudy uh, T. cardboard standee, yeah. huge Rudy T. maniacs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Drexler, uh, but we, I, the Spurs were closer. We were living in Austin, and um, the Spurs were closer. You moved from Boston to Austin. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It was my my dad was like, "Wouldn't it be funny if we <laughs> this other place?" Let's that fucking rhymes? troll the kids. <laughs> 
Let's uh, get lost in Austin. I remember we went to a Spurs game. This was when they had the like kind of teal. Uh, it was black and white, but also the teal, purple, yeah. and orange. Who was with that? It, it was, was like cool, a black and white. It was a black and white jersey, and then they're like, also the court is pink and orange. A they, little they're bit. going back to that league wide with these city jerseys, the Miami Vice Knights, the, and uh, the Prince uh, Timberwolves jerseys, That's like right. these weird pinks and purples. That was the cool. Spurs city jerseys. If they ha- if they didn't do that, I haven't checked, but they should. They have. should. Yeah, that is definitely the coolest thing about the Spurs. And the Rockets also had some of the craziest <coughs> uniforms of all time in that era. The they also had like the Rocket the on the angry court. Rocket blasting <laughs> off. So busy. The Just like mushroom cloud on, like, leaking yes. onto the three-point line. The jerseys are like those optical illusions that look like they're like constantly moving. <laughs> it's a magic eye. <laughs> uh, I We went to a Spurs game, I remember, where uh, I got called down to play knockout or do some kind of free throw shooting Whoa. game with a few other kids. And That's was like cool. Instantly eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Just like clanked one off the back rim. And did you know that going in, or it was random, complete random, whether they plucked you out of the crowd when you do that? Going game? into the game, yeah. Were they like, by the way, we're going to the game tonight. You're going to play knockout, <laughs> or is it like literally like seat this, and then you're like, oh my god, that's me. They, I think they went around. I'm guessing and like found kids. Got it. They just roped to kids like in. go on to. So the it wasn't quite a lottery. Court. Yeah. No. I, yeah. That's an interesting <laughs> that you would ask that question. That you think everyone going into yeah. the game knows knows their role. Like the half court shooters. Do they know? So are they, they prepping? I are they don't le- legit think so. cold? In a jacket and jeans, shooting a half quarter. Ten minutes before that, we're just eating a hot dog. Had no idea. A lot of them don't look that prepared (laughs) for it. That's true. Uh, So, yeah, did that. Uh, but then we moved back to Boston, um, like, 97, 98. And I sort of, like, the mid-Patino years was when I really picked it up. Because of Pierce... Uh, and also Walker was like my guy. So that's why you're maybe able to pick up other teams. You were like moving around as a kid. So you didn't have like one team loyalty. You're like, oh, I'll do the Boston and then right. I'll do the, maybe the Rockets yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, this a therapy session? And now you're what back we, to Boston. And now you're doing like, all these podcasts. I don't need to get into <laughs> You don't want to be called a comedian. Have you ever <laughs> thought of that? What does that say of me? To bring that up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. Um, I do remember in the early '90s going to see Bird at like, the like actual Garden, which was awesome. Wow! I remember uh, when Reggie Lewis died. Yeah, you were there, right? I was at the game, and I made <laughs> eye were, contact with him. You were also at the Len Bias game, and and Hank Gathers. <laughs> yeah, that's come right. to think of it. You're at every game where somebody died. I was the last person that they laid eyes on. <laughs> did, you, did you see that tweet that said Derek Rose was there when Karis LeVert just broke his leg, when Hayward broke on his leg? On the court. And when Paul George broke his leg. Yes. <laughs> All three? And you see, I mean, like you, like the look in his eyes kind of makes sense. <laughs> he, I almost think he's causing it or some shit. Yeah, he's like, like his... a weird Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, or like, I didn't see Unbreakable, but I imagine this is yes. what it's about a little yes. bit. Is yeah, some guy walking good. away? Yeah, you should see it. <laughs> Derek Rose is getting stronger with other people. Where you like look at the background of all these photos, yeah. <laughs> and that you're like, wait, enhance that. <laughs> That's Derek it's Rose. Derek Hindenburg Rose. disaster. Expressionless. Yeah, <laughs> Derek Rose is at JFK's assassination. Do you hear that uh, Lavert is okay? Yeah, what the hell is Can that? Can you believe that? I mean, I didn't, I didn't foot? come even close to looking at. Oh, you the don't look injury. at those? No way. I look at those. I no. like. I like seeing it. Never saw Hayward's. Oh, really? Never saw George's. What you think? It's 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 um scary. I just yeah, but you're too scary and gross. <laughs> what if my leg did that? <laughs> now you can watch the Hayward one that is healed. 
No. But it looked like it snapped in half. The Levert thing does That's not That's what everyone sense. said. Yes. And then everyone can't believe that he only has, he has some ligament da- damage, no bone fracture. It's insane. That's awesome. I'm so happy for him. He's very exciting. <laughs> he is very good. All right. So Celtics, uh, late 90s. You late c- 90s. That's your peak Celtic Walker, fandom. Pierce, uh, and then, yeah, Patino into Jim O'Brien, who was mm. their a head coach for like four or five years. Who was kind of a leprechaun in and of yes, himself. Yes, that was like the- That was his thing. Sort of the book on yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> not a happy one. Did he like also one get... of those like s- like scary? Yeah, like, angry leprechaun. A- actually, like Hans Christian Andersen yeah. fairy tale, like where he will kill you. Yeah, if the you original answer kind. the riddle wrong or whatever. <laughs> was he also plucked from the crowd, or was he chosen to be the coach? He was like an Eddie style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, he won a contest. Yeah. He won knockout when you were playing, <laughs> and the reward was you get to coach yeah. the team for just a yeah. season and a half. He was, I think, an actual guy who was interim. The very rare interim two actual head coach mm. guy uh when uh when patino got fired got it um so yeah like eric williams like there were a lot of truly hideous weirdos on those teams in the late 90s early 2000s hideous weirdos what's an example of a hideous weirdo eric williams is a very <laughs> weird looking guy he's like the original blake griffin where he's like kind of black light skin with a red hair with red hair or am I no i think you're thinking else? of maybe carrie kittles or something like that <laughs> or maybe i'm thinking of aaron williams there yes you williams. are you are you are thinking of aaron williams okay so what's the he was aaron one of those williams. ugly nets guys those <laughs> yeah. Nets teams were so ugly um you know eric williams has like very crazy teeth mm-hmm. um <laughs> kind of a sloth like got it thing yeah going. uh Keith like he's on the continuum to Sam Cassell. Got it. He's like as Sam Cassell is morphing from a normal guy into <laughs> Sam Cassell. Yes, he, he he becomes Eric Williams. Yeah. Oh, Robert Swift. Yeah, just right. a, a real scary looking yes. guy. Vin Baker. Yeah, I remember Vin. Baker. Also, kind of like, but like post All Star, post Milwaukee. Vin Baker. This yes, this is when he showed up, and then two weeks later was like, I'm. Uh, I, I think have I quit. Alcohol problems. <laughs> and I really should not be playing basketball, especially not in Boston. Yes. Oh God. Uh, and that air by the stadium, you walk out of the of the garden. And yeah. There's so many opportunities <laughs> to, to drink. Yes, um, Tony Batie, sort of gawky, <laughs> not like not like truly ugly. I don't want to say that about Tony Batie, but definitely weird looking. We're just getting into such a specific era of who's ugly or not. Tony, Tony Batie. But that's why I, I associate those teams with being sort of like a freak carnival. And Pierce and Walker too, especially at that time, yeah. were both crazy. This was before Pierce became like a more like cleaned up star. Yeah, uh, when he was. Being murdered almost. <laughs> At the very least being stabbed a lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, those teams were really fun. The 2002 playoffs against the Nets was one of my like greatest basketball memories. They, they made like a 30 point 26 comeback, point comeback that was incredible. In Boston? Yes, I believe so. I remember watching that game for sure and being really excited. But yeah, like... So there were just a lot of fun guys to root for on those teams. What was your happiest Celtics memory, like either from a kid or recent? I remember, oh God. I'm talking is, about jumping for joy. This is so embarrassing. Childhood, br- unbridled enthusiasm. Well, I watched the, <clears throat> I, I regret this, but I watched Game 7 in 2008 with a group of like people. I was in New York. I was living in New York for that summer or whatever. And it was a group of kind of like disinterested people. And so I, Wait, 2008 or 2010? Eight, which is when they won. So it wasn't game seven. It was like game five or six. It was six. You're right. Thank okay. you. 
Uh, and but like you know the anything is possible thing when I would normally have been like just whooping it up. I wish I'd been at freaking Sunny McLean yeah. or whatever <laughs> over in Santa Monica. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't like you go crazy. Go I would be really embarrassed. Yeah. But I remember watching game five in 2010 which they won Mm -hmm. uh and driving home (laughs) from my friend's house and playing shipping up to boston really loud and like singing along it took a three-two lead so excited because i was like book it it's over (laughs) even though the next two games were in la yes and then they ate shit and then that was the um the kobe like four for 27 game in game seven well you're embellishing because i guess you're a hater for whatever reason i I was what was it actually? It was six like, for twenty-four. I think. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, when, of course, yeah, and then like this is how rumors get started. Our test and that game goes like five for seven. From yeah, three. From three. Or Kobe passed me the ball. God, Kobe oh. never passes me the ball. You got to be a little bit happy for our test in that moment. I was. I um, saw him do when I was uh, writing for Celtics Hub. I wrote an article about seeing him do a stand-up comedy show at the Improv yeah. right after he became Meta World Peace. <laughs> Uh, and <clears throat> it was so bad and crazy. He was the, the host. <laughs> uh, and so between every comedian, he would like tell stories that were like made up, but not in a way that was funny enough for this. Them. Is, yeah. This is before Blake Griffin taught players how to do stand up. Yes. Stand-up. Before uh, Blake did his funny or die internship That's where he right. really cut his teeth. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the comedians at that show was, um, the, uh, Kevin, the nine 11 guy. Uh, who's the 9-11 guy the guy who was in the towers on 9-11 but also a comedian and then admitted that he was not you don't remember this Uh, oh yeah the guy from the league his name was like kevin federici or whatever (laughs) guy yes this does sound vaguely familiar kevin federici it was something like that and that's how he like built his career as being the comedian that (laughs) Out of the towers on 9/11. Turns out he was just like staying out of bed and breakfast. And then in New someone Jersey. told me a story. This is such a tangent, but someone told me a story about him, <laughs> which was on the set of the league uh, on 9/11. Someone went up to him and was like, "Hey, like, how are you?" I today? remember this now. Yes, uh, and he was like, oh, "Fine." <laughs> What do you like? What do you mean? And the guy was like, "Oh, well, you know, because it's 9/11. I thought this might be like a tough day for you." And he goes, "Oh, yeah." No, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Is that today he said biting into an apple? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 9-11. Oh, okay. It's 9-11. Okay. I thought you were it's like Wednesday. Yeah, it's this week is weird. It was like because Monday like, was a holiday. Yeah, we had Labor Day <laughs> off, and now I'm all like, is today the tenth? <laughs> So, uh, all right. So that's your uh, happiest Celtic memory. What's least happy was the game seven of that 2010. Oh, yes. A gut punch. That was really brutal. And I was like really, you know, I was blogging about the team at the time. So you were really, is that the height of your Celtics fandom? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I was pretty continuously a fan into it all the way through. Um, I remember being so amped up about the Celtics teams around that era that when they signed Courtney Lee, (laughs) I wrote a blog post about how this was like a new era in Boston because they hadn't been able to sign like a legit free agent in forever. Is that, oh, because they've, they traded for their Garnett and Allen were trades. Uh, They had re-signed guys, but the big signings leading up to that were like Shaq age 41. (laughs) 
and I like forgot about that. That's where like guys like Rasheed Wallace would go to just like yeah. loudly end their careers. Rasheed almost won a championship. He almost won. He almost won that game seven for you that's guys. That's right. Yes, he, he played great. Uh, so you moved to LA when? Yeah. Uh, 2009, the, the year they signed Blake Griffin, and uh, I remember being at my parents' house about to fly out to L.A. and just buying up Clippers tickets. Lob City. Yes. And, uh, no, because Paul wasn't there. Oh. Uh, it was just Dunk City. God, <laughs> there were no lobs uh, yet. Yes. Uh, and like bought a ton of tickets, made a spreadsheet for my friends, and wow. sent it out to them saying, you can claim seats to go to these tickets with me. That's cool. And then I remember refreshing the spreadsheet over and over again and it not being filled <laughs> in very fast. I'd be like, this is a huge fight. I'm like going to be in debt for this. <laughs> this was before Patreon. So, yes. yeah, we didn't know how it worked then. Yes. And the, then, of course, Blake gets injured and is out for the entire season. He doesn't play a game. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just saddled. <laughs> this was like the Vinny Del Negro teams. <laughs> they were a disaster. Yeah. They. What did they finish that year? Because did they have like a really high draft pick the next year? Is that when they got DeAndre? He was a yeah. Second, he was a second round pick. But you think they would have, because they had the number one pick in Blake. But Eric Gordon. Play. Eric Gordon they drafted. That's what it was. At like 10 or something. I think five. Wow. Something like that. Pretty high. Eric Gordon. Yeah, I remember And he was that. awesome. And Eric Bledsoe, too. Eric Bledsoe, they also drafted. He was like a later first-round pick, I believe. So, um, so are you a real Clippers fan? I feel like yes. most Clippers fans start ironically because they moved to L.A. in the last, like, 10 years, and they were the team that was a little more accessible. If you hated the Lakers, you could root for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, it was they like— They were like the hipster new L.A. team. Yes, it was like a you know you don't want to be like a front runner loser and especially yeah um, with like the, that era the, like the Lakers were so good then it's yeah. just what am I going to jump into this thing and especially with the Celtics that was never going to work and the tickets were way too expensive um so yeah I no I I am a like a very legit serious Clipper fan and, and it's been I... very sad the last few years watching them just like consistently underperform. Watching, you know, they had the big three uh, for a while, but then, like, the supporting cast was always terrible. Watching Doc Rivers just blow it over and over again. That's a nice connection from, like, Boston. He followed me out here, yeah. Yeah. So then I could also watch him bring in every washed up. (laughs) Old player, dirt ass Celtic, like like Glenn Davis. That's right. Um, they all they all had their retirement tour, which is what Thibodeau kind of learned from him, I guess, because yes. he's bringing the Timberwolves over. My other connection to I don't want to go into this too much, but to the Celtics is that Glenn Davis married a friend from my high school. Big baby married a friend of yours. Yes, uh, her. She was like the greatest basketball player in my high school's history. Uh, and so everyone's like, wow, she like married Glenn Davis. Like, this is so cool that he married another like good basketball player. Yeah. Um, and they still together. No, they are not. They had a kid together shortly before the breakup was when, I don't know if you remember when he destroyed the check-in desk at a travel lodge. (laughs) You know, I don't remember that, but maybe because I'm not a Celtics blogger, it didn't, it didn't ring for me. It didn't come up on my newsfeed. Right. So I hadn't been in touch with her for a while, but I remember seeing, when he was playing in Orlando at the time, uh, and he got really upset with the check-in person at a travel lodge in Orlando. <laughs> so I was like, just the fact that he's there is probably not a good sign for their marriage, for this relationship. But they had a child. That child's going to be great at basketball. I sure hope so. Yeah, isn't that Zion Williamson? It is. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, did, did I not mention out. that? <laughs> 
Um, so as you become a Clipper fan, yeah. does that take away, do you have a finite amount of fandom where you're like, okay, I'm less of a Celtics fan, now it's 50-50, now it's 80-20, or can you be a, a huge fan of two teams? I've never experienced that. It's great fandom. with, I don't, uh, I'm a cord cutter. Okay. Sort of a millennial. Yeah. Uh, and you're so, the swipe right generation. Yes. If you don't like a team, you're just on to the next. Yes. No, but I, uh, I, so I don't watch the Clippers at home. I watch the Celtics at home. When you're in Boston. No, I like when I'm in my house because I have league pass. Got it. And I cannot watch the Clippers on league pass. That's although I have mean. now found a workaround, uh, a VPN, so Got I can. Um, but historically, the Clippers would be the games that I would go to because uh, I split uh, half season tickets with um, with Sean Clements, That's my cool. co-host. Yeah. Um. So I would see them in person and then watch the Celtics at home. So it was never that hard, especially because they never came even close to playing each other in the finals. In the finals. What but, about when they play each other IRL? Who are you rooting for? Uh, <laughs> that's a great. I mean, you know, it's like the the Celtics are my team, and they've uh, in recent years been more like in it than the Clippers. So yeah. I'll, I'll root for my my C's usually. So it's Celtics still number one, but it's Clippers tough. creeping up. I mean, I you know, I uh, baseball is like that my other sport, uh, and when I went to a World Series game. And it's tough being in the crowd with a bunch of people who are, like, <clears throat> cheering for the other team that you also like. So you're, like, kind of a Dodgers fan in the same way that you're kind of a Clippers same fan? Same thing. Yeah. Oh, really? And so I would go to the World Series being like, the, I want the Red Sox to win. Right. But it's tough, like, when you're surrounded by it. Yeah. But I remember going to Celtics-Laker games. There was one really great regular season game that the Celtics won in like 10 or 11 or Is something. Is that the short shorts game where the Lakers wore short shorts and then at halftime they ditched them because they weren't playing well? Oh, that's funny. I don't <laughs> remember if it was that game. I'm going to say it was from now on. Uh, you but, went to the short shorts game? Yes, it was. <laughs> you could tell it was the shorts. Yeah. Uh, but then they still lost. Bynum uh, looked uncomfortable. Anyway. Yeah. Bynum, man, I always forget about him. Uh, He's but, still only 24. But I remember being loud and like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because uh, he was, he 18. had just started playing basketball <laughs> like two years earlier. And yeah. he was really into computers. <laughs> um, but I remember like being really obnoxious on the way out of Staples and like high-fiving yeah. anyone I saw in like a Celtics jersey and stuff. Yeah, that, it is fun to win on the road. Like I went yes. to a Lakers Celtics finals game. Uh, but the, in Boston? Yeah, in Boston. Oh. It was like in 2008 and the Celtics won. Like it would have been so fun to like wear this like Lakers jersey proudly in this sea of green yeah. and have the Lakers win. Yes. So just the last part didn't happen. So it was still just exciting that to one be there. Thing, <laughs> Yeah, but... the whole winning thing didn't happen. Yeah. But it would have been very fun to like, like you said, walk out, high five, oh, yeah. spot other Laker fans in the crowd. People uh, crazy enough to go to a Boston game in a Laker jersey. Did we tell, have we told you about the, um, when Sean and I went to a Lakers game, the Denzel thing? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, we uh, got, our friend has a friend who has courtside seats. Whoa. Uh, like in the corner. And he was like, we're not going tonight. Do you guys want these tickets? And we're like, oh, holy, holy shit. shit. Great. Uh, so we go sit down in the corner. Mm. Uh, and it's awesome. Like our, your feet are like right on the court. It's amazing. Uh, but then the two seats next to us are empty, closer to like center court. So we're like, let's just move over <clears throat> two seats and like, who who cares? The yeah. seats are empty, and we'll move <laughs> if they come. So we move over, and instantly a security guy comes over and is like, get out of those seats. Go back to your own seats right now. <laughs> and we're like, what? Okay, like what happened? Like what's the big deal? Yeah. And he's like, those are Denzel seats, and Denzel watches the games 
And if anyone is in his seats, he will call and (laughs) (laughs) he will call whoever his guy is and I will be in like huge trouble. For letting anyone sit in the empty seat. In his unoccupied seats. seats. Yeah. What a weird power trip that is. Right? He doesn't give the seats away because he likes watching on TV and seeing the empty chair. Yes, that's where I belong. God, that's awesome. Yeah. That's my next, like, because I always wanted to sit courtside. So now I have a new life goal is to have courtside seats, not go watch on TV and get people kicked out of the chair. You haven't sat courtside yet? I sat once um, when a buddy took me because he got hooked up. Um, but I, it was like uh, Oh, Laker. you want to be the one who? I want to be. I want to be the connection. I want to okay. be the guy. I want to get the tickets. I want to earn those seats. <laughs> okay. But cool. uh, yeah, or not show up, look on TV, get someone yeah. kicked out. Who's he calling? He has like the security I guys. Think, well, we even like we. It's Sean mostly goes through him, but we have like a, a connect, a guy that you're supposed to call for all your needs. Yeah, with your and he's tickets. there at the game watching. Yeah, I for think Denzel. so. Yeah, it's to, for Denzel. To just like run down. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> just hoist anyone out of his seats. Uh, all right, so let's bring it all the way up to current day. Yes. What's wrong with the Celtics? I thought they'd be great this year. I thought they'd be like eighteen and two by now. It's uh, open threes. They're just clanking them. You watch the games. It's so frustrating. Horford has had so many incredible looks that he just, like, can't seem to hit. I my hope is that it'll just like drift back to the median, you know, yeah. and they're just having a run of bad luck. It also feels like no one there are never any games where they're all good at once. And look, the team has not they beat the Bucks. Like they have not been terrible. Yeah. They kept the it really close with the Blazers, who are good. Everyone yeah. I never understood why this year everyone's like the Blazers are not gonna be good. They, they were a three seed last year. <laughs> yeah. And the team is exactly the same. I think that's why people didn't like it. They're like, they didn't get better, which means they got worse because everyone but else got no, better. But no one else did get better. And like maybe ever I mean, like, that's the weird thing now in the East with like a bunch of teams. No team except the Raptors looks like legitimately great to me. Everyone talks about the Bucks, mm-hmm. but I I mean they were they kind of look similar to last year. They're like better coached. Yeah, I think they're just shooting more threes right now. Yeah, their, their coach is a little smarter, more analytical about the game. And Prunty. Yeah, so is that the only difference between the Celtics He's this year? <laughs> you need more Prunt. <laughs> no, I uh, I hope I hope that Jalen Brown is okay. He looks really really bad. He's having an awful season. Why? I don't know. Uh, this is like when you're supposed to make the leap, right? It's like his his, his three-point shooting also has been god-awful. Interesting. Uh, and I hope it just like hasn't gotten in his head or whatever. But we did, on the flagrant ones, our second episode, we uh, drafted two expansion teams. Yeah. And it was my job <laughs> to hold back certain players That's right. from each team. And for the Celtics, I held back... Uh, Tatum and Brown. Those are your guys. Because I was like, Brown, I, like I, I really thought Brown was like in the next couple of years going to become like a legit superstar with Tatum, and they would just like do it together instead of Kyrie. Right. And now he's making me look <laughs> look real real silly. bad because Kyrie, of course, got drafted by Sean's team, the Baltimore Pinty Crab. <laughs> And they're looking great. Yeah, they're, they're eight and four. Insane. Yes, yeah. the second pick was Jonathan Isaac, which was not as <laughs> good. Yeah, you guys can no longer make fun of GMs for doing silly things. When, no, when you're holding Jalen Brown, letting Kyrie go, and drafting Jonathan Isaacs, <laughs> <laughs> you had one job. 
Uh, yeah. So you're optimistic still. You're like, listen, there's, the ceiling is still there. We could still be the best team in the East. Are you worried about Toronto? I'm so worried about Toronto. They have, look have the Celtics played the Raptors so yet? good. You know what? I don't think so. Interesting. That'll be a big game. Am I wrong about that? I don't think they've played each other either. I think the Bucks have played both, but they haven't played each other. They beat the Sixers in the first, in the opening game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. <clears throat> I, I'm i not that scared. It's just the Raptors. So, I mean, like, it'll just be, like, the playoffs. Yeah. I Like, I think they'll, you know, maybe they end up, maybe the Celtics end up a three or four seed or whatever. But and you're fine with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Are you, which, which of the big four are you most afraid of and least afraid of to play in the second round? And the big four are the the Sixers, yep. the Bucks, correct, the Raptors, That's and right. the Pacers. No, I guess the Celtics are included in that. So of those okay, other three, so, uh, which one? Are, which one do you, would you like to avoid? Which one are you not wanting to play in the second round? Oh, the Raptors. Raptors. The Raptors are, are terrifying. <laughs> Have you watched a lot of Raptors games? Yeah, uh, they it, just look what 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 about them this year is so different from last? They're picking up. Kawhi stuff. The way Kawhi plays in this, like, effortlessly, like, the, you know, everyone talks about, like, the game is slowed down for yeah. him. Those, like, these no look steals he's been. He's <laughs> and then been somebody doing. else did that? Yes. Siakam did it. Yes. It feels like, and, and they were so good before. They had so many guys like Siakam and Van Vliet who were, like, have just, like, gotten better, it looks yeah. like. Uh, Ibaka looks amazing. Basically, what people thought the Celtics would be this year. Yes, but for whatever reason, the Celtics are missing shots, but all the role players on Toronto are getting better with Kawhi's presence. Right. I think Kawhi just fits better into any scheme. And the way, I mean, look, it's it's exactly like ha- what happened with KG in Boston, the way a guy can, I think, elevate a defense way better than an offense. Interesting. Uh, so just having him on the court yelling, telling people what to do. Yeah, and I don't see Kawhi doing that as much because he is some <laughs> yeah, kind of ever, Can you imagine weird. Kawhi like, even just shouting out like, on your left, on your left. <laughs> just, Watch in, out. Just in like normal Slide back voice. here. <laughs> even, yeah. Yeah, or like just, in the timeout, is he like, you got to be here? Is he saying anything? No. <laughs> how can he be so good and so quiet? I don't understand him at all. <laughs> and I, and also how the, like, so the Raptors are so fun. And so I, I, I got a league pass where you don't watch commercials. You just see what they play on the, like, the, the Jumbotron, Jumbotron which yeah. is amazing. I really do recommend that option. There's an option that you say, give me the Jumbotron feed versus the local commercials? Yes. When you buy league pass? Yes. It's like the up the highest tier. Got it. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yes, it's do, great. What what do they call it? Like, what are they charging for that feature? And what are they I think it's that? like, oh, God, I don't know, like... 20 after box or something It's like, like for in-arena entertainment yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the ads, it, like the quality of life from not seeing the same, whatever, 76 hula girl, yeah. like over and over Arco or whatever she is. Um, <laughs> like the, the, like it's so much better. But you see a lot of the, the, between like the timeout entertainment has gotten really good in terms of the little produced videos they do. Yeah. Where they ask, I saw Nick's one the other day where, they asked every player how a dog would wear pants, either on just its two back legs with a belt around its midsection, or pants over all four <laughs> legs with a belt like around. That's amazing. Like uh, horizontally. That's right. Did uh, they you, give them the two options, or did they just say how would a no? Dog they did the drawings pants? of the two options, and they like debated. That's great. Uh, how they would wear the pants. It was really funny. Yeah. The Raptors have a ton of funny good ones, ones like that. Kawhi's so, like, involved in any of them. M- Absolutely. They don't even ask him. 
clearly they haven't even approached him on doing this because they're just scared of how weird it would be. Kawhi, how do you think a duck would wear a tie? <laughs> Kawhi, how do you think a giraffe would wear a shirt? Uh, cool. okay, okay, thank you. All right, that's that's all the time you have for Kawhi now. <laughs> Kawhi's got to go back to his sensory deprivation yeah, he's chamber. Like the saddest smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so weird but Siakam is like guys he is so funny they have so many cool funny guys but yeah Kawhi is not involved in those <laughs> which I guess makes sense because oh, he's yeah. half in half out it's <laughs> yes. such a weird superstar to root for yes How could, would you oh he's sort of like pushing this weird sociological experiment where it's like how much can you alienate a fan base and have it still not matter because he's so good like if he was actively mean to the crowd, if yeah, he was openly rude to the other players, they would still have to take it, right? Yeah, and I mean, you see, like, I guess the opposite with Hayward, where... <laughs> Regardless of how, how well-intentioned he is, people yeah, don't like him because he he's not playing very well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants him now. He gets booed in Utah, where he was, like, the oh, like a god so there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Kawhi, everyone says now, I do sort of think he's going to stay, but in my head, I'm like, oh, because they love him there. And he has, like, a great playing situation. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what he wants. No. You don't know anything about him. This, you're, you're trying to rationalize a guy who doesn't know how to laugh. <laughs> like, that, you, know, what do you, you don't know the first thing about this guy. And you have no access yeah. to his mind. <laughs> this guy was on the Spurs, and he thought, no, no more. I want to leave the Spurs. So, like, what do you think he wants? Yeah, and we don't know what it was there <laughs> that no. he didn't like. At least with Jimmy Butler, we kind of know that he's, like, a dick. And he... <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I also don't want to be in Minnesota, so probably neither does Jimmy Butler. But Kawhi seems like he's tailor-made for Greg Popovich and the Spurs. No, he oh, wanted yeah. out. He Now he's in Toronto. Does he like it? Does he not? Will he let anybody know? No. Does he and have an agent? He's still at the very high level that he was before. Yeah, he has like a team. They always talked about like his Kawhi's uncle. team. Yeah, his Is uncle. it his uncle? Uncle Dennis. Wow. You got to make sure he likes the uncle. The problem is I, I'm afraid Kawhi, again, this is just me reaching. I don't think he likes cold weather. That's what everyone says. I want to see Kawhi in February in Toronto. If he's still loving life. But he left San Antonio where it's quite warm. <laughs> it is quite warm. That's correct. I think but everyone's like he wants <clears throat> to come back to L.A. Have you talked about how like L.A. within like a certain two year period produced the greatest players no. out there right now? Uh-huh. Westbrook um, came out of Riverside, I yeah, think, or like that area. Right around the same as uh, Kawhi, mm-hmm. uh, who was from like southeast LA, yeah. somewhere. He went to San Diego State. Harden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who grew up in LA. Yeah. Went to like Artesia High School. Wow. That is weird. People don't talk about like LA hoops. It's not like a thing. No. It's always like, oh, I'm from Chicago, New York, or Seattle. Carl Tart uh, grew up here, and so he's good at, like, he played, like, pickup games where, like, Nick Young would show up. That's right. Nick Young I knew, and Tyson Chandler also. His homecoming, quote unquote. Uh, But, I I mean, and uh, the, uh, who are those big twins who went to Harvard Westlake? Yeah, Collins Collins twins. twins. My brother went to high school with them. So he. At at Harvard Westlake. That's right, at the same time. Yeah. Um, Whatever happened to them? Oh, well. Well, I guess they made no impact culturally or athletically, to me at least. Everyone, I remember when uh, Jason was the one that came out. Yeah. Uh, that everyone was like, here we go. Like, we're going to see. Flood, like, floodgates open. Yes. And then nobody. Jason, I, I guess, looked backwards at the door. <laughs> and there's nobody there. Who else is willing to at, at least admit they're bi? <laughs> just fucking say you're bi. That would be amazing if one just if, say you're bi. If there were a bi, you still don't. You lose nothing. Bi. A bi is a solid. 
an alibi. LeBron is so, I think, like, interested in social justice and that kind of thing that I could see him just being like, why don't I just say I'm bi? I'm bi, yeah. Because it won't fine. touch me and it yeah. would just make a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't have to do anything. I'll stay married to my wife or do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you could be bi and still married to a wife. That's the best part of being bi. <laughs> Whether you're a guy or a girl. You can still have a wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest selling point. You're saying it's an unfortunate for... Woo. You wanna, who is that? Nah, it's Kawhi Leonard. I shouldn't pick up. <laughs> Holy shit, Uncle Dennis? <laughs> How the hell are you? He heard we were talking about him, I guess. He has the same kind of weird powers that Kawhi has. What do you What do you think when you see Ray John Rondo on the Lakers? Do you like that? Do you hate that? I always, He was my... I mean, Garnett is one of my favorite players ever, but I always love Rondo. He was underappreciated as the best player on those like 2010, 2011 teams. Uh, He just like, you know, I think he did make everyone better. Uh, Like he was awesome. And defensively in that time, he was great. Yeah. Now he, like everyone else on the Lakers, (laughs) he doesn't have to give that much Visibly disinterested. (laughs) It's like, well, somebody has to pick up this guy. Yeah, I'm going to just shuffle him down to JaVale McGee and Uh. he'll get a block. (laughs) Oh, no, he was waiting for me to to check him. Okay. He's a very high IQ player, so I appreciate that. No, he is great. I always, I mean, he was one of the early guys that I feel like more players are into like roller skating and weird stuff now, like roller skating and and bowling yeah, and like dumb sports like that. But Rondo used to go to like the roller rink. Oh, really? On his days off. Skate. Yeah. He was kind of a Kawhi-esque, like weirdly Weirdo. disconnected yeah, he guy. Yeah, uh, Kept a, that uh, tube of chapstick in his socks. <laughs> he was like, just so interesting. Uh, and but I, I, I'm just glad he's still playing. I mean, there was a minute when he was like on the ash heap. That's right. When uh, he like refused to give any Dallas. shits for Dallas. Yeah, and even and then like Chicago people were like, "Oh, Rondo's pretty good again." And like the last few, and then like last year, yeah, he's like, he was, "Oh, he's great again." Yeah, he just has a complete revival. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's almost like he needs to be on a, a team with LeBron or like a team in LA to give a shit. Yes. It like summons his playoff Rondo-ness yeah. on a day-to-day level. But I remember like in the, the, his late period on the Celtics, when he started to turn like 27, we started to be like, okay, what the leap when he like can make shots right. and like will become a superstar is not going to happen. So we were all a little like disappointed. Yep. But what did happen is he stayed very good solid yeah solid like well into his like later career how old is he now oh my god i'll guess 32 okay what would you guess over under 32 i'm gonna say under because i think he's younger than me he's exactly 32 february 22nd 1986 he's exactly basically one month older than me holy shit the closest guy to me is um kyle lowry who's That's like cool. one day apart yeah mine is ronnie turioff who was born five days before me Okay. I fucking miss that guy, man. I'm sorry. It's nice to have uh, people older than you in the NBA. In the league. Which (laughs) you do. I mean, we have guys that are like. We're getting to the point where it's less and less. But as soon as that happens, I don't know if I'll be able to watch the game. (laughs) Yeah, when you're 41 and literally all the players are younger than you. That's got to be a weird moment. Um, All right, let's talk about current events, breaking news. We rarely get to do this on our podcast, um, but I'm excited. One, uh, the Jimmy Butler trade, initial thoughts, feelings, frustrations. Are you excited? Are you disappointed? Does it make sense to you? I'm excited. It kind of makes sense for both teams in a way. I understand why Minnesota doesn't want to completely give up 
they got two starters who yeah. are good. Covington, <clears throat> I think, is having kind of a bad year, but they have two like top one hundred solid players role now. players. Yes, yeah, and I think they're hoping they will just like fill in around towns that's and right towns will take the mantle of like the team's best player which in his first interview he was like no i will not he said that i didn't see he that. said something like it's a team game i will not be taking over this team i want the 35 million that part was great i will take 40 million a year for the next five oh, i don't want to do the thing where i yell at people i feel so bad for them because i that's like a fun franchise i really want them to be good um, they're like the process. It, sometimes the process doesn't turn out great. Sometimes right. you have Philadelphia and you drafted Ben Simmons and Embiid and you get Butler. And then sometimes you get Wiggins and Towns and you have to trade Butler. And even in the last few years where everyone is like, oh, they're pretty good. They Have they finished higher than like an eight seed? No, they missed the playoffs and then they made the eight seed last year. And last year they were spent most of the season, I feel like, as like a four or five. Yeah, and then Butler, and then got, Butler hurt. got hurt and they fell off. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if they'll be better this year. I think it's possible. Than last. I, 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 I think they could be, if only because I think the West has kind of thinned out. I could see them finishing as like a six or seven yeah seed, uh, so basically where the they Lakers. were where they were before the butler drama yeah i think they're better than the lakers right now so i could see what like they're just like one seed ahead of one notch yes in between the elite and the yes. seed ish i like philly now hopefully everyone else thinks of them as i do which is this this team of dicks they're mm. like like Ben Simmons is just an asshole. You think so? Yeah. I don't view him as an asshole. I saw an interview with him uh, about uh, for his rookie of the year season. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they were at, you know talking to him about he, how he thinks he he deserves it, which is fine. That's totally allowed. And they were like, <laughs> is there anyone else who you think is like having a like a good year who's competitive? And he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, Donovan Mitchell is definitely having a <laughs> he's doing a good job. No, he's no. not. All right, uh, and I love Donovan Mitchell, so I think in that like you chose you chose Mitchell's yeah. side. Uh, Embiid, I'm over it. Oh, you're over. You think yeah, he's annoying now? Now it's annoying. Got it. He uh, the I, Instagram taunting, the yeah. crowd pumping up. It was really funny. Enough for a already. Minute. Yeah, and like that always turns in like an ugly direction where like now Durant like eventually you just become like you can't be popular forever and that's true I know you're not a comedian but even in the comedy world yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why as a non-comedian I can be popular forever I can <laughs> See, just that's why you don't suddenly get yourself. serious as soon as people don't think I'm funny anymore. Well, yeah what are you talking about I host a politics <laughs> podcast who the fuck are you oh I'm not you thought I was trying to be funny <laughs> uh Embiid, I saw him talking a few weeks ago about how, like, yeah, I guess uh, the people just turn on you eventually. It happened with LeBron, happened with Durant. Uh, just like when you're, they won't allow you to be so good and liked for so long. And it's like the stuff that happened with LeBron and Durant is not <laughs> what is happening for you. It's not an explanation for people not liking you. You think people, I, I think he's definitely great at making Philadelphia love him. Sure. And then he doesn't care about the haters. I mean, I guess other people hated, other teams hated Garnett, which I never understood. Yeah. But I don't think Garnett would be as openly antagonistic and rude and bullying. No, he was like like, really aggressive and passionate. Yeah. But Embiid is just a shithead. He's kind of mean. Yeah. Like he's mean mean to Andre Drummond. 
Like, yes. I feel bad for Andre yes. Drummond. Like, he destroyed him on the court, and then it's not like, I, do, I just want to let the game speak for myself. And even like, when, no, I'm going to post about it yes. on Instagram now. When he's getting cooked, uh, when, like, Tatum uh, in one of their matchups was just hooping on him. Yeah. Uh, and they had him mic'd up or something, and Embiid goes to Tatum, you're just making tough shots. Yeah. I'm doing my job. You're just making tough shots. <laughs> so just having to tell the guy, I am playing good defense on you. <laughs> So the joke's on you. You're just getting lucky. That's right. Like, you're, this is your job. You know, just like, <laughs> just make sure he doesn't put the ball in the hole. Uh, and now Jimmy Butler, who's like the most weirdest, enigmatic, asshole, hater, lover, kind of weirdo in the NBA, maybe. Yes. Uh, and they're putting him right next to Markel Fultz, who's like the oh biggest head case right God. now. Oh my God, you saw the free throw yes. last night. Well, he said the ball slipped out of his hands. That visibly did not happen. <laughs> Okay, so what about the other free throw? The ball keeps slipping out of your hand. He parts. looked like he was trying to get uh, like a f- lane violation. Yeah, like called. a pump fake, which yeah. I don't think you could do on a free throw yes. legally. And he, they did. For some reason, they didn't call it because he went 95% of the way through his free throw motion and everyone dived into the lane. <laughs> Good on him for still wanting to play in the NBA. Because <laughs> at a certain point, you just have to pack it in. You got $5 million. I, I mean, and I, it's just not for you. I wonder if he's like, I can't say it. I can't say how desperately I want to just go home and I don't do want to do else. it anymore. And no one. I'm will, playing and everyone's making fun he's of me. Screaming for help. Even I feel bad when I'm playing pickup basketball when the game means nothing and I like miss a layup or airball a three. Yeah. I, I yell, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I suck. It makes when me, it's like that yes. times a million. It makes must... me sick to watch. <laughs> To think of like someone being at the free throw line and being really scared, I don't want to like watch that. Yeah, it's almost mean of the opposing teams to yell at him, and it's also it's even more mean when the Sixers crowd is giving him like condescending standing ovations when he makes a oh. shot, or the other team like w- waving thunder sticks and stuff. Just like sit and just let him. Let's that that would almost be meaner as if they like all like got quiet and like applauded for him. Like I feel like that would. That would resonate. No, I think more he would negatively. appreciate that. Yeah. I think he's getting really scared <laughs> by the thundersticks. Don't worry, just... Jimmy Butler's coming to help you out. <laughs> you know this guy that screamed at Carl Anthony just a Towns. Gentle voice in your <laughs> ear. Yeah, he thought Carl Anthony Towns, who averages twenty five and eighteen, uh, didn't play <laughs> basketball well enough. But he's going to take it real easy on you, Marco Fultz. Similar to the, what Jordan did with Kwame Brown, just kind of gently bringing him along. He's a great in leader. Washington, not yeah. calling him horrible slurs in practice every day, sending him literally ending his career. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally. Like, Marco Fultz might not be in the NBA next year. Oh, my God. And look, as a Celtics fan, I cannot believe <laughs> how well that worked out. I was so angry. You wanted Fultz. I wanted Fultz, and then I wanted uh, Josh Jackson. Yeah. Uh, when, and he like, when it was now like, we got Jason Tatum in this fucking Kings And I was like, pick. okay, I guess we'll make this work. <laughs> Maybe the Kings pick will be number two. What if yeah. you guys get Zion Williamson? Oh, my God. Which you might win the championship and get Zion Williamson. I, I've seen – so I uh, maybe everyone has caught up. But when I look at, like, Draft Express or whatever, they're still putting other guys <laughs> – Ahead of him. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I think it's because it's not, like, cool yeah. to be like, oh, he's like an Instagram yeah, player or whatever. Exactly. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't overthink this. He's Shaq with a step back three. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. Julius Randle <laughs> with Space Jam potential. He's a fucking Steph Curry at 300 pounds. He's the best, I think, athlete ever. Maybe. Yeah. He's one of those flying. guys that, yes, the like huge, 
like Odin or like Sam Bowie type who is impervious to harm. <laughs> yes. He is a uh, he's Shaq. Yeah, the way Shaq could never be hurt. That's right. But also Clay Thompson. The way I mean, I look, I haven't seen people talk about his feet or whatever, but what people said that like Shaq's feet kept him alive and well. Yeah, and the way like Yao's couldn't support his frame or that's whatever. Right. So that's the only thing I could see if Zion's that. a size 6, so that is a concern. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen any magazine covers with him yeah. holding his shoe. <laughs> that's what it is. With Shaq. It's a woman's 8, but yeah, it's a men's 6. There was a point in like 93 where you go to any magazine rack and every cover was Shaq holding his shoe that's with right. like Oksana Baidul next <laughs> in it. <laughs> Using it as a bathtub. <laughs> uh, all right, and then the next bit of uh, breaking news, very yeah. late breaking this morning, or stemming from last night, KD and Draymond yeah. with a fight that Woj is calling the most antagonistic intense in the Warriors era. Woj just loves like breaking these little things, getting people a little more agitated and annoyed, turning it into a big deal. Do you think it's a big deal or do you think they're blowing it out? Well, of so he, we saw the fight on the court and Woj is breaking that they continued the into fight the locker afterwards. Room. Okay, <clears throat> so last year, I remember after they won the title... Uh, and like the post game interviews, yeah, Draymond and some others were saying like even Sean Livingston, <laughs> who does not show a ton of emotion, was like, "You guys have no idea what we kind of went through this year. What was, was going David on?" David West. Oh, yeah. David West. Yes, that's right. That's yes, right. That's yes. Right. And nobody knew what that meant. Yeah, and but I assumed it was like, oh, there was like some kind of Internal drama turmoil. and like believable because Durant is like a sulky and yeah. like Draymond, of course, is loud. Like a, <laughs> yeah, uh, and so I, I, I guess that has just like kept going, and it sort of makes me think that the clubhouse chemistry thing or whatever is a little bit overrated, especially when you everyone on your ever. team is like a superstar. Yeah, like they don't have to like each other. Yes. Or is it like two, you know, what, they'll come out and say like, it's just two fire competitors. Yes. You know, we both really want to win. I love this guy. He's my brother. And that's what happens when you're yelling at each other. Right. Or does is it an indic- indication of some schism that's, if not going to end the team this year, in the off season? It's going around the league. Everyone hates each other now. <laughs> That's exciting. I really liked when Chris Paul and Rondo got in a fight and Chris Paul's former teammates came out of the woodwork (laughs) to be like, this guy is a piece of shit. Sorry, can I be on first take? Uh, Glenn Davis here. Yeah, Chris Paul sucks. (laughs) Sorry, you retired four years ago. You're in the big three now and you just want a microphone in your face to tell people that Chris Paul sucks. And we could see from from Sean and my seats uh, in the late... Paul Griffin years, them never speaking to each other, using... Wait, who? Uh, uh, Paul and Griffin. God, yeah. Using yeah. DeAndre Jordan as like a conduit. Oh, I was hoping that Blake would say something about Chris Paul getting I know, me too, I know. Uh, Blake has looked really good this year at times. I agree, he looks great. Uh, but yeah, I there's something... I don't know how this happened. I think it's Embiid's effect on like the whole league. That's cool. Uh, it's just like the Loki uh, the chippiness turning everyone against each other. Yeah. <laughs> so since I like overreacting, and this is a podcast after all, Sports yeah. Talk Radio, I'm going to throw some trades at you. Great. And you, and you tell me yes, no, which side would do it, which side wouldn't. You displayed your prowess yeah. as a GM, so I'm yeah. going to. Who says no? Exactly. That's Who my says Simmons no? Impression. Who says no? Who says no? Who says no to that? <laughs> <laughs> so who says no to this? Draymond Green, who has two years left on his deal this mm-hmm. year and next at like 17, 18 million per. Mm-hmm. For Jonas Valanciunas in Toronto, 
Golden State gets back uh, a player who can play defense and shoot threes. Because Draymond, I don't know if you saw, I looked at the stats today. Yeah. He's averaging six points, or sorry, seven points, seven assists, seven rebounds. Mm-hmm. But he's shooting like 28% from three. Mm-hmm. He can't shoot a three anymore. Mm-hmm. So the Warriors get back a defender who can actually stretch the floor. And Toronto gets Draymond Green to add to Kawhi. That might be like one of the best defensive teams of all time. They have how many years left on Valanciunas' deal? Same, two years. Two this years. Year and next. What's the age difference? Like two years? I think Valanciunas has been around for a little bit longer than Draymond, but you're basically asking him to, you know, just just for one more year after this one. Draymond is always so much younger than I think he is. How old is Draymond? I, I mean, I think he's like 29. Ooh, I'll go possible? under. I think he's younger than 29, right? See? That's what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Draymond Green age. 28, but about to be 29 in March. Okay. So he's soon to be 29. Jonas Valanciunas age. What do you think he is? I'm going to say the same. 26. He's yeah. younger. Yeah, he's younger. Okay, great. So uh, Valanciunas for Draymond. Oh, God. Isn't Valanciunas is one of those guys. That is exciting. He's never really broken through. I think we've seen all we're going to see from him, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but do they do that trade straight up? I Well, I don't think. Yeah, I think. Um, you think the Warriors wouldn't do it? I don't think either would do it. <gasps> you don't think the Raptors would want uh, Draymond Green on their team? They're so good. I think it's like a delicate mix that they have now. I don't think they'd be significantly better with yeah, Draymond the, instead of Valanciunas. It's just the championship pedigree, the excitement of adding a warrior to your team, and maybe making the Warriors a little less warriors Well, they should get the Kevon Looney or whatever. If they want. <laughs> just a guy that happened to be there. God, the Warriors without Looney? <laughs> How far would they get? Uh, okay, he's here's a an, UCLA guy. I, like I, that's I, right. I like following those guys. Uh, here's another exciting one: Draymond for Clint Capella in Houston. Uh, as Houston definitely says no. You think they love Clint Capella too much? Capella, I think, is somewhat overrated, but then he just has moments where you're like, "Holy shit!" Capella's got great stats. Yeah, uh, he's I was really looking good. At his numbers: he's averaging 15 points and 11 rebounds. Those were after. Um, uh, I, I I got jealous of Sean and Carl getting to pick expansion teams, so now I am picking my own. Mm-hmm. And the, the guys that are left after the top two players are blocked off on every team, I picked Capella and uh, Gary Harris. Which Gary I Harris think is, is like a secret baller. You I think it's think like a pretty him. good foundation. Yeah. for Those are two potential legit stars. They're both young. Yeah, Clint Capella is still very young as well. Yeah. But you don't think the Rockets want like more shooting, more championship God. experience? Because like Capella can't shoot from outside three feet, let alone. That's right. If, if Draymond oh, can start shooting threes It's so crazy again. to think that the Rockets need shooting, but they do. But like you're saying, if he can't shoot threes anymore, I don't know why they take a gamble on him. I The Rockets obviously need something. I don't think it's Draymond Green. And I think hard. I could see Harden being asked, which he would, yeah. and just being like, no, no thanks. <laughs> no bueno. Don't Hard pass. All right, here's one that hits a little closer to home for you. The Celtics, who might have too many good players. Okay, okay. Who who need some more meanness, who need some more toughness. He's not quite a 15-year veteran like like Kyrie wants, but Draymond for Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier. Ah, God. I mean, like my instinct (laughs) was I would take him on... For certain guy, I'm ready to shuttle Hayward. <laughs> I'm any excuse to get rid of Hayward, I will take at this you're, point. You're done. He I broke don't like his that leg. he's like kind of a like Trump guy or that he Is follows he? like Ben Shapiro oh, on Instagram wow. or whatever. That. Um but and like 
and whatever value we can get for him at this point, I would love, which I don't think is that that's, much. That's selling real low on him. I love Smart. I love Terry Rozier. He's one of my favorite players on the team. And that's I, why the Warriors want him for Oh, him no. I, do, would the Warriors take that? Yes. Because they're getting two players for the price of Draymond. They obviously don't. They don't really need Draymond because Boogie's coming back. He's going to be that like center that can actually stretch the floor, that can actually hit the three. And also they have the three best shooters in NBA history, so it doesn't really matter for them right. if Draymond's in peak condition. And Smart and Rozier can play defense pretty well, too. Boogie, uh, Sean, and always, Sean and I always um, make fun of an old uh, Simmons-Jalen Rose video about the Kings from like <laughs> 2013 where Simmons kept going, it's Boogie's team. <laughs> what a specific pull. It's Boogie's team. Just said it over and over again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think, I mean, if he comes back this year, I mean, I guess he'll come back this year, but he yeah. might be bad and he's probably not going to stay. That's so I don't think whatever decision they're making on Draymond, yeah. I mean, at some point their payroll is going to just blow up and not be sustainable anymore. Yeah. Well, these two guys. No, that's why it makes more it, sense it adds for up them. to 18. So right. They're, they're, not, they're not losing money on this deal and they're getting... Two players for Draymond. And those guys have a few more years left, I guess, where like Valanciunas, it feels like they would have to pay basically as much as Draymond two years from now. Yeah. Capella possibly more, although he probably has more years on his deal. That's right, he does. Um, so yeah, I would say the Warriors would take Capella and Houston would not. I don't think either the Raptors or the Warriors would Do make that, that first trade. And I think uh, they would. The, uh, the Warriors would take the Celtics trade and the Celtics. Uh, me representing the Celtics. Well, you don't want to do that. Would not. I love those guys. He lo- and doesn't Rozier seem like a annoying splash brother of sort, like instant offense off the bench? It seems seems like he would play well for the Warriors. Yes, one of those guys. Like how the yeah the Yankees. Uh, yeah, they just snatch these some people guy up. That are just like suddenly <laughs> incredible. Uh, yeah, and that would just break my heart if, t- if Scary Terry was doing that in, uh, in a Warriors jersey. Okay, so here's let me flip it a little bit. Okay, what if? What if they're not thinking about trading Draymond? They they got to think about trading KD, and I'll I'll pitch you on that. Mm-hmm. KD fighting with Draymond, same fight, but he's the one who's probably leaving at the so end. So this of the be year. a rental. That's right. So somebody who wants KD for the rest of this year, and then hopefully and then wants him. to resign him. And then the Warriors are getting players because KD has sort of indicated that this is probably his last year with the Warriors. Yeah. At least the scuttlebutt is getting so noisy that yep. it's like starting to become inevitable. Yep. Kind of like the Lakers with LeBron. Yeah. So the Warriors say, you know what, Draymond, Clay, Steph, that's our team. KD can, if he's going to leave, why don't we get some players for him? Why don't yep. we ship him to the Knicks? Because Knox. he's probably going to go there for Porzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr. Who says no to that? Uh, I mean, the Porzingis <laughs> injury is tough. Tim Hardaway Jr. is, I think, a pleasant surprise, but maybe sort of topped out. If I'm the Warriors, I'm trying to get Knox. If I'm making a trade for... But Durant. aren't they in w- more of a win-now mode? Superstar Knox is now. good. I mean, like, like, you know... You need a shooter. You need a Tim Hardaway. That's right. Maybe Hardaway and Knox. Hardaway and Knox for KD. Yes. Do you think the Warriors do that? I do. Interesting. Because I bet the Knicks would do that too. We should call yeah. this into the league. Yeah. I, no, I, I I think the Knicks would totally do that. And I think the Knicks would do Porzingis and, and Hardaway. They they just want a, a KD there. Yes. They want him so badly. Everything's yes. on the table. Totally. So, especially Porzingis who's coming off an injury. 
And the for the Warriors to do something like this, they have to think that they're going to win a championship anyway, which is probably true. Right. And they think Durant is gone next year anyway. With the Knicks, I think it's mostly marketing. And so they would love to be able to say, Porzingis, our current star, is being paired with KD uh, like a new star. This is like the big yeah. This two. is the big two. KP KD yes. Uh, and uh, Hardaway Jr. and Knox. Well, arguably the more valuable assets. I think Porzingis is good, but I don't know. Is he like the injury's weird? Is he yeah. going to keep getting hurt like this? If he if he can play up to his potential, it's great. Yeah, who knows? So Too I think that's the trade. Give me a Boston one. I I would take him. Durant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> Haven't you had enough superstars in your day? <laughs> and, uh, God. How about what this? What wouldn't I give up? Would I give up Smart and Rozier for uh, half a season of Durant? <laughs> You'd have oh to. Oh, my God. It'd I think be... I probably would. <laughs> It'd be so good. Uh, Kyrie and Durant? Yeah. Because I do really like... Durant's personality has gotten so weird, uh, but I, I watch a lot of videos of him talking about high school players he watches a lot of these guys yeah. on like instagram and it stuff seems like he's just on instagram a lot he's on, yeah. everything he's is just a social media addict which i find extremely <laughs> relatable uh, and i love how he talks about that like he he at his core yeah. i still think is a good guy okay one last trade for you durant who, you know, you start hearing murmurs about Durant to the Lakers to join LeBron. Mm -hmm. Why don't the Warriors ship him there now and get young talent in return? We can start developing the next iteration of the Warriors. Because we got the three guys that are going to win this year. Why don't we get Lonzo? Why don't we get Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, and McGee back? So that's four players for Kevin Durant. If you think Durant's Why McGee? Because they miss him. <laughs> okay. And they want, if they're losing a big guy, they, they miss McGee. They need McGee as a backup center. All right. So you're getting McGee back, and then you're getting that mm-hmm. 7.7 rebound, 7 assist kind of Swiss Army Knife player in Lonzo. Yeah. Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma as like, you know, flyers. Maybe these guys turn out to be great players. Yeah, I think there's a, enough good investments in there that, uh, and I think both teams would do it. You think both teams do I that really too. like Josh Hart. Uh, Solid players. I, I think there's a very decent chance that none of them end up being like superstars, right? Um, I think, All like pretty good role players. Yeah, I think Kuzma has the best chance of being like like the best of those players in two years or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think both teams say yes All to right. that. I'm definitely calling that one in because there's I want no get reason that going for now. the Lakers to do it now. Really, Be, they're like except to like hopefully have Durant resign there. Yeah, so he can get more money. That's right. They've they've been burned before in the past. Like we'll just yep. wait till free agency, baby. Yep. Oh, Paul George, Love and Westbrook <laughs> reunited in L.A. <laughs> Hello. Oh, All right. Oh, he nobody did not pick up my call. <laughs> wow. He's already partying with Westbrook in a Oklahoma City mansion or some shit. I do think there will be a race. Uh, for like which star goes to LA first to join LeBron next year. Who do you yeah. think it'll be? I still think it'll be Kawhi. That'd be great. And I I know I said earlier <laughs> in this episode that uh, he was going to stay in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I think he is weird enough that he can manage to do both. It's <laughs> You're saying yeah. that Kawhi will stay with the Raptors. Yeah. But also play for the Lakers. Yes, and I think he's going to get away with it because both teams will be like so weird, not really want to challenge him on it. So he can just be like traded alternate days, months, weeks. Yes, and so they'll be like, okay, so so you're going to play for both teams? Yeah. Every week, every West Coast game. Okay, just asking (laughs) if that's that's what you want to do. Uncle Dennis, please don't hang up on me. Please don't hang up. 
Uh, all right, solid. We found some good potential trades out there. Yeah. Either that or this uh, par- uh, fight will dissipate in 24 hours and nobody will think about it again. Uh, and Durant will stay on the Warriors, yep. which would be really sad. Um, all right, one last, one last segment I want to get to. Let's make some bets. Okay. You bet on basketball? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Less now, but we are going to get back into it. And I, uh, a friend set me up with like a actual guy, which oh, I love. Not just a website. Yes. A bookie. I have never collected money from this person ever. Okay. How about let's get some lines and then we'll make some bets. Okay. These are games that are uh, Wednesday, November 14th. Mm-hmm. This is the most exciting line for me. Um, Portland is playing at the Lakers. What do you think that line is? Portland minus two and a half. You're right about the number, but you're wrong about the team. It's the, the Lakers, Lakers are, are favored. favored at home against Portland by two and a half. They've had a couple okay. I mean, what did they like beat the Suns? The other, they're like, we're we're scraping by bad teams. Right. We almost lost to the Hawks. We almost oh, lost I, to the Mavericks. I absolutely want Portland. In that yeah, game. Portland seems like the Lillard money. is. Lillard will never get the respect <laughs> that I guess because he's so unbelievable now. He might be the best basketball player that we just don't even think about. And su- such a star, so fun to watch, <laughs> and yet still people are like, "Oh, I guess I like the Lakers." Like, like watching him in Boston the other day is was ridiculous, unguardable. It yes, seems. <laughs> just, be why they have no one there has any interest in he's trying like, to guard him. He's like Westbrook, but he doesn't scream as much, so people don't really yes. care. And and like the same thing when he was in college, when everyone was like, "Oh, he's playing for like a like a Weber smaller team, yeah, yeah, weird team or whatever." When everyone on the opposing team <laughs> is zeroed in on him, he's playing five on one he's and just cooking everybody. Yeah. And people are, oh. <laughs> he just doesn't show a lot of emotion. It's he likes weird rap. to me. He's incredible, uh, and he's funny and cool. He is funny. Well, I don't know if he's funny, but he's definitely cool. Oh, oh I he guess did he did that funny video. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he dressed up as um, someone funny for how. Halloween that Steve I forget, Austin. but yes, and he did his walk uh, correctly yeah. into the stadium, <laughs> and he did that thing where he was announcing where the reporters were um, moving That's to. That's right. All right, he's pretty he funny. Owns. His Twitter is really funny. All right, and he's very honest on his yes. Twitter. Yes, he'll say shit like Kobe was my favorite player growing up, knowing that it'll cause this <laughs> shit storm, but he doesn't care. Uh, all right, Spurs at Suns. Oh God. The Suns, I we we talked about it on our our show. I always think they should be better than they are. They're super young. They're I know, pretty exciting. And, but and they have but all like, these so are the Kings guys with like, like decent pedigrees that just have not turned out, and mm-hmm. then you know have to go like Alex Len, uh, who got shipped out. But um, Spurs at Suns, Spurs by five. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Holy shit. <laughs> that means you don't know how to bet this game because you think that's no, an I, line. No, well, I would take this first, though. I Just, mean, every time I watch the Suns, I'm like, it's blown away by how yeah, bad they can look. That's right. This like this is a game where it could be 60 to 31 in like the second yes. quarter. And that wouldn't surprise you. Yeah. I like the Spurs to just destroy. The Spurs are just a well-coached team, and those usually feast on, like, yeah. bad teams. And DeRozan looks awesome. I'm so happy for him. All right. I like the Spurs a lot there. Um, one more. Utah at Dallas. Okay. Utah's fucking weird to me. Weird. I thought they'd be great. Yep. They're weird. And they were, like, they lost their first four home games. Yeah, It doesn't make sense to, like, mediocre opponents. They were so great last year. I don't understand why they're not playing well this year. And Dallas is, they're not good, but yeah. they have like moments. 
and I think they've kept a few pretty close. At Dallas, at Dallas, Utah, um, four and a half. <laughs> That's correct. Yes, <laughs> I promise. It. Four and a half. I promise. I did not look. <laughs> I don't think so either because these are very new. Four and a half. Exactly right. Wow. Uh, who do you like there? Boy, um, that's a tougher one. Utah is so weird. It, it's exactly what you, like uh, if I'm Bill Simmons, I'm, I'm staying away. <laughs> I'm not touching. I'm this not one. touching that one. <laughs> but it's weird because like Utah feels like they're about to turn it on and they just haven't. Yet. I know. I know. Yeah, I don't. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen in that game. No, I'll take one. We we did uh, we uh, picked games on flagrant ones and we went three. You know, that's great. Um, I will take Utah. Okay. One last one, last one, just because we're having fun. Yes. Memphis at Milwaukee. Okay. What's the deal with Memphis this year? I haven't thought about that much. I think they're playing pretty well. Yeah, for for, for being so boring and like no one yeah. paying attention to them. I've always kind of hated the the Grizzlies. The grit and grinds. Uh, oh, God. Uh, we talk about how Zach Lowe calls his team of like the most fun players the Marcus All-Stars. That's right. And that's just a window into his... <laughs> idea yeah. of fun that I bet is, Gary Harris is on there <laughs> yes that is not mine <laughs> at all uh at Milwaukee Milwaukee by five and a half higher nine and a half that's huge you think that's I was too gonna high? say six and then I went down to five and a half yeah I think that might be too high so you like the the Grizz to keep it close I I mean the like Milwaukee has won some big games against teams that have kind of been revealed to be not that good since I feel like they I like I don't know I'm not fully buying Milwaukee yet so maybe I'll take Memphis, there. Memphis plus the points. Yeah. All right, so let's let's do a little two game parlay. Two best two best bets: Spurs minus five in Phoenix, and Memphis plus nine and a half in Milwaukee. Lock of the week. Are we ready to call it? Those in? two. Those two. I liked the um the Blazers. I like the Blazers more. Oh, fuck! I don't want to bet against the Lakers. All right, you can go Lake. You can. Are go we Blazers. placing this? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll okay. do it. I'll do it. But. I feel bad betting against Okay, you'll, you'll, you'll take Memphis. So you agree with me. I agree with Memphis plus the points to keep it close. Yeah. I agree with the Spurs to destroy Phoenix. Yeah. And then we kind of disagree on the Lakers. I, I like that one the most. I know. that's a The spread is pretty close. Maybe I'll bet I mean, it. No, I mean, the, God, the Lakers are favored. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> the Lakers always get a little extra juice because of idiots I like know. me that like the Lakers. I know. But then is they, this did, like they did beat Portland. Where, like, or this, this is what the line was set at by yeah, Vegas. It Vegas. hasn't been dragged by idiot Laker fans. That's correct. Not okay. yet. But the Lakers also beat the Blazers in Portland. So this is this line yeah, is not right. completely unjustified. That's right. That's true. That's true. You still like the Blazers? Yep. Okay. Free game parlay. Lock it in. We'll uh, let you know how we do next week. Hayes, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Where can people listen to more of your basketball knowledge? Uh, they can listen to the flagrant ones on Patreon, uh, and that is the only place. I'll tell a really quick story about okay. my Celtics upbringing that I forgot that <gasps> I'll never be able to tell. That's great. I grew up in a town called Wellesley. Uh, where Danny Ainge lived, like a lots of the, it's like kind of a froofy town where like Wilson College is and stuff. Um, and when I was a kid, 
uh, D. Brown wow. uh, got arrested at the post office uh, by the Wellesley police for uh, resembling a suspect who had <laughs> robbed a bank uh, three years earlier. Oh, no. Uh, it was so bad. Like, so embarrassing. <laughs> arrested for resembling someone. Yes. He walked out of the post office, and there were nine cops uh, that had their guns drawn on him. A star. He was like a big star on yeah. the team at the time. He had won a dunk contest, gone to a post office. Office left and there were guns yes and so that's kind of the closest connection i have to the nba i just want to get that story out <laughs> living in the town that disgraced itself permanently by that, almost killing d brown that would have been one of the biggest news stories of the year if it happened this if they year. had oh this year oh yeah. my god yeah and it's incredible that like people don't really know don't that don't talk about it at all is that the, what the dunk was about because he was trying to hide his face Yes, yeah. that's right. Because the the, the police might, the police presence might at mistake the arena. him for <laughs> another dunker. Yes, Dana Barrows or something. Uh, that is a good story. Thanks for Thanks. bringing it up. Yeah, and it kind of ties it into your LA podcast, getting a little bit political at the end there. Thank you, just to gently segue into my serious career, <laughs> which is LA podcast. Yeah. You, that one you can listen to whenever you wherever That's, you listen. That to podcasts. is very free, absolutely as free as possible. Yep. And so is Hollywood Handbook, but not the pro version. Again, <laughs> can't Come stress that enough. With Bucks. <laughs> uh, and I have been on a bunch of those shows. So if you like us talking together, I've been on Hollywood Handbook and the flagrant ones as well. Yeah, you should. You guys should come on Hollywood Handbook again soon. I think we're getting close to time. You don't have to say no. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's no, do it right now. To, Let's do it right now. Let's keep rolling. Uh, all right. Thanks so much. And we'll be back next week. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>